Welcome to this series of Bible lessons on the New Testament. In these 42 lessons, we will teach the history of the Lord Jesus as delivered to us in the four Gospels. We will start with the days that led up to Christ's humble birth in Bethlehem. We will then look at his blessed ministry, his suffering, his death, and resurrection. His humble life on earth concludes with his ascension, and after this, the blessed outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Lastly, we will teach the calling and ministry of the greatest evangelist that ever lived, Paul the Apostle. These last lessons are taught from the book of Acts and include Paul's missionary journeys. Be sure to use the lesson guide with questions and knowledge exercises presented with these lectures. We hope these lessons are a blessing to you. Thank you. Lesson 24 in our Bible study on the life and the ministry of Christ is about the Last Supper and Gethsemane. The portion of scripture for the Last Supper is Luke 22 verses 1 through 34 and John 13 verses 1 through 30. And then part 2, Gethsemane, we find in Matthew 26 verse 36 through 56. Now we know that Jesus and his disciples have been in Jerusalem already for several days before the Passover. And at this time we see that Judas Iscariot has been looking for an opportunity where he could betray his master. Especially after the Palm Sunday when the disciples and Jesus returned to Bethany, then Judas realized that Jesus was not going to become an earthly king but that Jesus would suffer and die. And so Satan enters into his heart and hatred for Jesus. And so he knows that the chief, chief priests and the rulers have been waiting for an opportunity to capture Jesus and to kill him. And so he finds a time where he can go to them and when he comes to those rulers, he asks them, he says, What will ye give me if I deliver him into your hands? All those rulers and chief priests, they're amazed. And you can imagine, especially when they see it is one of his own disciples who is asking this. And then they promise him 30 pieces of silver if he will turn Jesus over to them. Now, 30 pieces of silver, that's the price of a slave. And so again, a prophecy being fulfilled that Jesus will be sold for the price of a slave. And then Judas returns to Jesus and the other disciples, and he does as if nothing is wrong. He actually thinks that they don't even know what he did. And so the time is at hand for the Passover meal. Then Jesus sends two of his disciples, Peter and John, to go and to prepare this Passover. And so we find this 
in Luke 22, verse 1 through 34, and John 13, verse 1 through 30. And when Jesus now sends Peter and John to go and to prepare the Passover, they ask him, but Master, where shall we prepare it? Uh, because they do not have a house of their own. They don't have a place to go. And then Jesus says, Go into the city, and there you will find a man bearing a pitcher of water. Follow him to his house, and ask him for the guest chamber, and tell him that the master desires to eat the Passover there. Now, why does Jesus give his directions so vaguely? Well, first of all, so that Judas Iscariot would not know where the Passover would be held, because Jesus desires to hold this Passover in peace without being disturbed by the soldiers. He knows very well what Judas Iscariot has done. But... Why does he say then to a man bearing a pitcher of water? Well, there again, we need to understand that generally the women would carry the pitchers of water. So this was a clear sign for those two disciples when they saw a man bearing a pitcher of water that this was the person. And then that is what Peter and John did. They went to the city, they found this man bearing a pitcher of water, and they followed him to his house, and they asked him, Where is your guest chamber, that we may prepare the Passover? And then this man showed them an upper room that he had, and that was where the disciples then could prepare the Passover meal. They prepared the lamb, and they prepared the herbs, so that they could sit together to eat that Passover. And then Jesus comes with his other disciples. And as they sit at the table, then Jesus says, With desire have I desired to eat this Passover with you. He says, This will be the last time that I will eat it with you, for my time is at hand. And then uh, Jesus, when they have eaten the Passover, he says uh, that there is one of them who will betray him. Oh, then all of the disciples become afraid. They all think they might be the one who would betray Jesus. And they all ask, is it I? Even Judas dares to ask, is it I? But his heart is filled with fear, because does Jesus know what he did? Oh, then we see that John asks Jesus, Who is it, Lord? And then Jesus says, It is the one to whom I will give a sop. And they were sitting at that table, and Jesus then took a piece of bread and dipped it in the herbs and gave it to Judas. Oh, then we see that Jesus knew very well what G Judas was planning. And Jesus then says to him, What thou doest, do quickly. And then Satan enters his heart, and his heart is filled with hatred. And Judas stands up, and he leaves that upper room. 
All the other disciples do not understand it. They think that Jesus is telling Judas uh, to do an errand yet for them, maybe to give a gift to the poor. But Judas Iscariot now leaves, and he goes to the rulers. And then Jesus institutes the Lord's Supper with the other disciples. Sitting at that table, then Jesus takes bread and he breaks it. And he says, this is my body, eat ye of it. Know that bread did not turn into his body, but Jesus meant it represents my body, which will be broken. And then Jesus took the cup of wine and he says, take, drink ye all of it. This is my blood shed for you. Again, representing the blood of Jesus Christ. And so we see the Lord's Supper is the New Testament sacrament, which replaces the Passover of the Old Testament. The Old Testament were bloody sacraments. The New Testament are non-bloody sacraments. And when Jesus instituted this sacrament, it was uh, to remember his death. Oh, to see the signs and the seals, the bread and the wine, representing Jesus' body and Jesus' blood, which were broken and shed for the forgiveness of sin. Oh, then Christians may regularly partake of that sacrament of the Lord's Supper for the strengthening of their faith. And when the Lord's Supper then is ended, then Jesus says to Peter, to all the disciples first, that they will all be offended by him that night. But Peter cannot imagine that. Peter is still bold. He says, Lord, even if all the others would desert you, I will not. And then Jesus says, Peter, Satan has desired to have you, but I have prayed for you. This night, before the cock crows, you will deny me thrice. And then it is late in the evening when Jesus takes his disciples and he travels and walks to the Garden of Gethsemane. And so we go to Gethsemane, as we find in Matthew 26, verse 36 through 56. Now the Garden of Gethsemane is a garden at the bottom of the Mount of Olives. It's in the valley just below Jerusalem. And it is a garden where Jesus would often go with his disciples when they were in Jerusalem. And so Jesus uh, comes uh, to the entrance of this garden, and there he tells eight of his disciples uh, to stay there and to watch, while he goes into the garden with Peter, James, and John again to pray a little further and then he tells those three disciples also uh, to sit and to watch while he goes to pray. And he says, my soul is exceeding sorrowful, 
even unto death. Oh, Jesus knew that the time was at hand that he would be betrayed, and therefore his soul is sorrowful and even unto death, and yet he is willing to die to give himself. He loves his own even unto death. And then Jesus goes in and begins to pray. And then he prays, O oh, my Father, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt, that thy will may be done. O oh, Jesus is not asking if the Lord will take it all away. No, he is willing to suffer and to die but he cannot do it in his human strength. He must be upheld by the power of his Father. And then he lays his life in the hands of his Father. He says, nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. He has come to do his Father's will. And then Jesus returns to Peter, James, and John. And there they are, sleeping. Oh, then Jesus says to Peter, What? You could not even watch and pray with me for one hour? You who were so bold that you would never desert me, you would never forsake me, you could not even stay awake and watch for one hour? Oh, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And that is what those disciples had to learn. Although their spirit was willing enough, yet Unless God gave them strength, they had no strength of themselves. Their flesh is weak. Then Jesus goes and prays again that the cup may pass. But if not, then may thy will be done, the Father's will. For he has come to do the will of his Father. He comes back and he finds his three disciples sleeping again. And he leaves them. And he goes and prays the same thing a third time. And then when he comes back, then he calls his disciples. He says, come, behold, the hour is at hand. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of men. And they are at hand who will take me and who have betrayed me. Oh, he knew that Judas was on his way with a band of men. And then we see Judas with a multitude of rulers and of soldiers coming to Jesus. And now Judas had given them a token, a sign. He says, it is him whom I kiss. And would you believe Judas dares to go to Jesus and he kisses him. Oh, then he betrays his master with a kiss. And Jesus now turns around and looks at that multitude, and he says, Whom seek ye? And they say, Jesus of Nazareth. He says, I am he. And then, look, they all fall down as dead men. All Jesus shows them that they have no power to take him, if he did not give himself willingly for them. And then they arise, and they come, and they take Jesus. 
But then Peter's boldness returns, and Peter takes his sword, and he cuts off the ear of the servant of the high priest, of Malchus. Oh, he thought he could defend Jesus against that multitude. But then Jesus rebukes him and says, Peter, put that sword away. I could call my father to send 12 legion of angels, hundreds of angels, and they would defend me. They would rescue me. But all of this must take place that the scriptures might be fulfilled. And then we see that all of his disciples forsook him. They all fled. Oh, they could not stand and watch for Jesus. As Jesus had said at the supper, they would all be offended with him that night. And so we see them all fleeing, leaving Jesus in the hands of the soldiers and of the rulers who take him to Caiaphas. Oh, then Jesus has given himself willingly. Oh, he could have sent and called for the angels to save him. But that was not the will of his father. Jesus came to seek and to save sinners, and he would have to die and bear the wrath of God to pay the price to purchase his people and to redeem them. May we learn to know something of that blood of Jesus Christ, which cleanseth from all sin.